That came in hot. Yeah, real, real hot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Alter Ego Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Austin. With me, as always, is the Cyborg. Um, He's actually being reprogrammed. Mark? Mark! No Mark today. Mark. Ryan, how are you? I'm swell. How are you? I'm so good. So glad to hear that. Glad to have you here. Glad to be Unlike here. Mark. Well, you know, sometimes you got to get your system he's, rebooted. You, you know, know what? He's uh, He's got a lot of nerve trying to work and have a life and provide for his beautiful family. Cyborgs don't need money. Mm-hmm. That's true. Megan, how are you? Oh, just super duper. <laughs> you good? I'm great. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. All right, that's enough silliness. No, it's not. It's never. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. A lot of stuff. A lot of good news, and then we're going to be reviewing. And I'll tell you right now, before we get into it, uh, this Army of the Dead recap is going to be chock full of spoilers. So if you care about that, and you haven't seen Army of the Dead yet, you've been warned. And we're going to spend a good 30, 40 minutes probably going over the news anyway, so stick around. You don't know my life. Well, I mean, kind of do. You know who does know my life? Tony Knowles. Ford Supply Company. Ford Supply Company, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the beautiful thing about Ford Supply Company going on right now is they are having an anniversary sale. Actually, by the time they would hear it, it's oh, already done. Oh, no. And I tried to reach out to the Soap Don. And he was we not got to. It. We got to talk to the Soap Don, see if we can get him to extend it. I tried. He's not... What he said was you should have been following the uh, Facebook page and the uh, Instagram at Forge Supply Company, and you would have known about it because he posted all about it. Oh, wow. I wish he'd get me ads and promos like this beforehand. I'm going to talk to him, too, see if we can get this extended through Memorial Day weekend, baby. I tried. I we'll tried. see what we can do. We got two out of four of us. Yeah. But the alter ego code does still work for 10%. So that's correct. It. Visit their website at fortsupply.com to order or order or order, or, or, or order online and use promo code alter ego to get 10% off your order because it's real soap. So wait, when does the, no when does the current deal end? It ends Sunday. Uh, so for, for those of you out there in audio drama land, it's uh, or audio podcast land. It's um, it's Thursday for us. You'll be hearing this Monday. And hopefully we've got it extended today. And a dollar short. But if not, still go on and get your alter ego 10% off codes. That's right. Because you'll smell delicious. Yep. And your, nutritious. Your woman or man will be very happy with you. You know who else Truth. will be happy with you? Tony Anello's. Tony Anello's Southern Italian Cuisine and Grill is a hidden gem that's family-owned and operated on the outskirts of St. Petersburg at 1136 Pinellas Bayway, South Tierra Verde, Florida. This is a must-try for a homemade Italian lunch or dinner. Just remember to bring your appetite because the portions are very, very generous. generous. Call for Rails today at 727-867-3577. Check out TonyAnello's.com. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. So, yeah, um, happy Memorial Day, everybody. If yeah. you're listening to this right now at the date of its release, happy Memorial Day. If you are a veteran that's listening to this right now, 
We love you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for your service and everything you and your comrades, new and old, do for this country and allow us to make silly voices on a podcast for you. 110%. Well, Memorial Day is more remembering the fallen. Yes. We still appreciate the uh, men and women who are veterans or currently serving, but Memorial Day is for those. And I know that's a big take on Memorial Day, but my thing is I don't want to say thank you after you've you've given your life. Given your life. Yeah, 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 I get it. So, um, yeah, thank you now. I remember those who have worked with you and those of you who will sacrifice in the future because in order for us to enjoy this wonderful freedom that we have, people like you have to make sacrifices. And, so I can you know, appreciate hopefully that. many, 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 many years from now, you will be uh, recognized on Memorial Day for the purpose of it as well. Yeah, of course. Long, 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 long time from now. Uh, so happy Memorial Day weekend. I hope you are thanking a veteran or, or showing your appreciation on this day. Not just going out and barbecuing, but uh, you know, appreciating what the holiday's for. So I'm let's appreciate that um, big green egg that I just got on Memorial Day. That's right. Yeah, I'm fire that bad boy up. That's right, you are. You should come fire it up over here. We'll have dueling green eggs. Man, I ain't gonna lie, that thing is heavy, bro. Oh, it's heavy as <laughs> hell. Yes, it is. Uh, all right, let's get into the news. So for a change. I switched around. We normally do gaming news and then TV and movies, and then we do DC and Marvel. But DC and Marvel were kind of light this week. To me, not tons of stuff. And I figured I'd I'd rip this Band-Aid off early. Justice Justice League director Zack Snyder considered setting the Man of Steel in the Dark Knight universe with Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Batman. What would we have thought about that? So we all know at the end of uh, Dark Knight Rises that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he goes into the bank and he, he tells him his real name is Robin, mm-hmm. and they kind of allude to him being the successor in Gotham City. So what about a Man of Steel movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt instead of the Batfleck? I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't be mad either because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is insanely good. He's a big fan of the show too. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, anybody's, everybody's playing Batman, so why not? I also don't mind that they would follow the um, kind of the plans and the blueprints for that story arc i i just you know that to me it's all woulda shoulda coulda i uh i don't really care anymore about that stuff because i wanted to see heath ledger tangle with a a larger universe as the joker that would have been amazing and and uh just throw it out there benifer's back so let ben affleck play batman again and let's get like a catwoman j-lo can i get that what about zoe kravitz who's already set to play catwoman does she got an ass like j-lo I don't look at where people poop very often. Oh, wow. I do. I do. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and J-Lo? Don't look at me. Uh, J-Lo poops good? I don't know. I'd like to find out, though. Good. Good, wow. good, good. Well, I hope you and her... You'd have to uh, with an ass like that. ...her gastroenterologist get together See? and you can find out. <laughs> wow. Speaking of asses, DC Titans <laughs> Season 3... <laughs> Release date set for August 2021, and uh, they are showing images of Red Hood. I don't. I haven't seen the show. Maybe, uh, maybe Mark is at home upset with me that I haven't seen it, but I haven't. What show is this? Uh, DC Titans. All right, you said Red Hood. I'm in. Yeah, I love Red Hood. Waiting for this to be happening somewhere. Convinced. Red Hood. Let's do it. But it's hard to do a good Red Hood if you're not killing people. Don't bring Red Hood if he's not going to be able to bring the noise. Fair. Right? That's the whole purpose of the Red Hood, though. Don't bring Jason Todd unless he's actually killing people. 
Why and would don't you? don't do me this CSI nonsense where you show up after the murders and go, ah, well, it's that Red Hood again. Nah, I want to see him all in action, man. We all do. We all do. Uh, here's a bit of interesting news. I don't think I said this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I said it last week, but James Gunn has gone on record to say he wrote the biggest action scene of his career for, for Margot Robbie. Yeah. Did we talk about that? No, but I saw no. it and was like, well, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm interested. I want to see it because we we've all seen Guardians one and two. He also did um, what's that movie? The one about the evil Superman, Bright Brightburn. He oh, did yeah. Brightburn. He's done uh, what is it? The one about the worms that crawl into your body, Slither. Oh, Slither. I mean, that's not necessarily an action flick, but. The biggest action scene you've ever done. I, I'm I'm into it. I'm ready to see it. And Margot Robbie doing it. I think I, I think it's her before the Suicide Squad shows up to save her. When she says, "I can go inside and you can still do it." <laughs> I think it's right before, right after that. I'm interested. I want to see it. Like when she comes, gets out of there. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, can, I buy it. And that's it for DC news. Wow. That I have quick. seen, that I have been uh, privy to. Um, so, but if there's anything else, I mean, let me know. Let's jump in. Let's see it. Let's talk about it. But I, I'm James Gunn going out on uh, on a whim to say, yeah, this is the biggest action scene I've ever done for anything, and it's for Margot Robbie's character. Let's get it. She's one of those good action stars that, like, you really, I don't know, kind of believe in. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some action stars you see it and you're like, I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah. She's not one of them. No. Her and Charlize Theron. Let's get them in a movie. Speaking of femme fatales and good female uh, action stars, something I got coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into the MCU, shall we? We shall. Shall we? Uh, Sebastian Stan famously plays uh, the Winter Soldier on Falcon and the Winter Soldier Bucky. and all the other. Yeah, he plays but James Buchanan Barnes, a.k.a. Bucky, has said he wants to play Winter Soldier as long as Marvel wants him. Oh, nice. see, okay. Just, and can, you, can you grow the hair out for me again, though, bro? <laughs> I was going to say, and Chris Hemsworth said the same thing about Thor, and that just makes me so damn happy. Yeah. Because, honestly, from, obviously, Thor is Thor t- to me and just in the MCU, period. But then there's Bucky, who... I've always loved as that character, but has completely like enveloped into such a bigger character with mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I just, I love him that much more. I gotta admit, I liked him in Cap, the first Avenger. I liked him a lot. I thought he was, he was good. He had a good role. Then Winter Soldier, he was kind of meh for me. I get it. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more trauma out of his character, but in Winter Soldier, there was a lot going on anyway. Um, and new characters to introduce this, not to take away from his performance. I just wanted to see more out of the winter soldier. All you see is him throw a mouth guard in and, you know, sit there and get zapped. And then you have civil war, which I really liked him again in civil war. And then end game. I was like, okay, he's here to play a part. I get that. And it was kind of, I don't know, not really my, my favorite, but then Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they allowed him to be on screen every single mm-hmm. show. And I was like, all right. Yeah. This is what I was waiting for. Yeah, see, I loved him in uh, Winter Soldier. Just yeah. the long hair, not mm-hmm. really talking, the mask, 
intimidating as hell. Give me that. That's the Winter Soldier that I want. I like that too. I like that too. I'm talking about in terms of not not his physical presence. I mean, obviously it was a great movie, but his just development of the Winter Soldier. What else do you need to know except that he means business? Like yeah. Absolute business. Yeah, sure. Sure. He absolutely did. Uh, this is upsetting me. This next bit of news upsets me quite a bit. Oh, boy. The Doctor Strange 2 director has left the project because he wanted to make a different movie than what Marvel wanted to make in terms of Doctor Strange 2. Honestly, I'm kind of happy about that. Why? Because look at what the MCU has done, what Marvel's already done, which means that they probably had a good vision for this. And this guy wants to try to take it some other direction. They're like, no, 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 buddy. We're not so, Zack Snyder. So you're, in this. you're trusting in the the process at Marvel. You're, you're looking at Marvel's track record. Even though this gentleman, uh, I forget his name. I'll have to look it up. I mean, can can you look it up for what me? Am I it's, up? Um, what is it? He's also a writer for a lot of MCU properties. So maybe some of that stuff that you love is, is partially due for? to him. Yeah. I forgot I have a keyboard right here. Oh, but hello. 21 movies, or what is it? 21 movies or something like that later? I mean,. Yeah. Um, Scott Derrickson, that's not him. Ah, Robert Cargill is his name. C-A-R-G-I-L-L. Let's take a look at what Robert's done, shall we? Let's take a look at his IMDb, which is one of my favorite websites of all time. If you don't know about IMDb, learn yourself about it. That's Internet Movie Database. I'm assuming you people know what I'm talking about. When I mention IMDb out there in podcast land, but let's see. Well, what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. What do you mean, you people? Uh, he did Doctor Strange, but I'm not seeing this, man. Maybe uh, IGN was full of crap. They may have been. But he had a lot to do with uh, Doctor Strange number one. He wrote it. So okay. that's good. But I guess he's off of Multiverse of Madness. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of worried because then I start seeing creators who say, oh, well, this isn't the movie I wanted to make. And da, 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 da. anymore, you know, when their movies aren't successful, they go to blaming the studio and saying, oh, their vision was fantastic. And Zack Snyder kind of opened the door for that. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but to see him jump away as one of the main writers for the first one, I'm just kind of like, OK, but you know what? At the end of the day, it does worry me. But I'm with you on the Feige we trust yeah, I mean, it must be something like that's got to be horrible because, I mean, Marvel normally kind of lets you seem to go with it and do your thing and yeah. not mess with your creative process. Mm -hmm. But if they're like, no, we got to step in, bro. No, nah, you can't do that. Mm. And it's had to be be something completely opposite of what they had going on. Because hmm. remember, you're not just making one movie. You're filling into this whole mm -hmm. entire thing. Yeah. So... And what you're doing has to fit into it. It has to work. So my guess is that he might have wanted to go a completely different direction. They were like, nah, nah, fam. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's absolutely true. That's that's another thing that I want to get into. We'll circle back to Doctor Strange, too. Don't let me forget that. Uh, oh, the Sony has cast its Craven the Hunter. Did we see this? I saw that. I saw I posted on the... Uh... You just posted that today, didn't you? Or somebody did? Perhaps. I saw it on Instagram the other night. Yeah, Craven the Hunter is going to be played by Quicksilver, Aaron Taylor Johnson, hmm. which I'm curious as to what that means for Pietro Maximoff if we see a different version of Quicksilver or what. I mean, I know we saw the kid in um, yeah. in uh, WandaVision, but... I mean, but technically he's dead, so you wouldn't see him at all, right? Yeah, 
I don't know. We'll have we'll have to see. But so he is signed for a Spider-Man solo film. So that's not going to be No Way Home. Doesn't matter. It's going to end up being after that. Spider-Man after it. <laughs> I want to see more Spider-Man in the MCU, though. Yeah, me too. That's just what sucks. I'm more more involved in. But Sony's probably not going to give that up. I mean, they're going to put him in there, but not give him too much yeah. Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, they should, but you're right. Um, so other folks that were approached to play Craven the Hunter, rumored as Keanu Reeves. Was this the big Keanu Reeves role we were all thinking about? I don't think he'd play a bad guy. You don't? Nah. I think he would. Um, but Craven the Hunter, that would make a little bit of sense for him. Tall, dark hair. Menacing, good with a gun. Yeah. Although Craven doesn't just use guns. Uh, Brad Pitt was also approached to play Craven. I, is it weird to say that Brad Pitt might be a little old? Isn't no. Craven the Hunter a little older? He's older than Spider Man. I just don't see like that as a Brad Pitt type part. Me he neither. Seems to be doing more of the artsy kind of shit nowadays. So the last one that they approached that's rumored was uh, Adam Driver, aka Kylo Ren. Don't know who he, that is. You didn't watch uh, the new Star Trek or Star Wars iterations? Uh, what, what is it? Force Awakens and all that jazz? I will lie to you. Yes, I watched all of it. It was fantastic. Mister, I know you. See, now I know you didn't watch it because it wasn't fantastic. <laughs> no, I've only seen the first uh, original three. He's a good. Ki- he's a good actor. I, I, I think he's very talented. And he plays um, a pretty good bad guy. He, he's just a good emotional yeah. actor yeah he's somebody that when he's conveying emotion you buy it mm. um and then we had a trailer this week well last week for those of you listening right now the eternals mm-hmm. oh i didn't even see the trailer yet mm-hmm. you didn't the one that i put in the chat specifically saying no. watch this man mm-hmm. i told you i was like i want to watch them sometimes but then i just can't i just i want to be surprised wow because sometimes if I see a trailer, I'll be like, nah, I ain't watching that. Mm. So i like, you know what? Eternals is out. Let's just go see it. Okay. And whatever happens, happens. Well, I am not that guy. I am He's the one to it watch like it. like 55 times. Yeah. Well, that's... That, actually, I have not been really big on watching this one a so lot. I've, She's normally I've right. I've heard it 55 times, and I haven't once played it myself. <laughs> that's, that's false. I but know. the day it came out, I watched it 10 times in a row back to back. That's for sure. That's, this is what he does. I don't want to psych myself out, man. I'll talk myself out. Of I'm not movie. psyching myself out so much as trying to find plot points. And you know, I'm a spoiler guy. I love yeah. the spoilers. He wants to try to figure it out for I himself. I want to know. And, I, and then once like, I'm the kind of guy who if I'll see a movie go, this is really stupid. And somebody goes, well, this happens. And I'll be like, now I have to see it. Yeah. Sometimes I do. That's that. just me. That's just me. I don't know. It was a good trailer. I want to. I want to do an episode on the Eternals. I, we haven't done a deep dive character bio style episode in, in a, a long time. Minute. Yeah. And I think the Eternals is one that deserves that kind of research and that treatment because I think ninety five percent of the 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 folks that were out there in the world, the general public, saw the Eternals and go, "Oh, okay, they must be new," and knowing Feige. And the folks over there at Marvel, that's not the case. There's no way. Um, as a matter of fact, in doing a little bit of research, this is Jack Kirby's baby. Mm. This is Jack Kirby's, you know, the, his his one that he first illustrated and wrote all of it for. And, you know, the, the two names in comics, as, as far as Marvel fans are concerned, are Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. So for that to be his, his baby and something that he loves, uh, I'm interested. And... 
did you know that some of the Eternals uh, are directly related to a certain Mad Titan? Hmm? I did know that one of them, at least, maybe was. They alluded to Angelina Jolie's character being related to Thanos. They said first cousins, but in further research, I didn't see anything that close. Um, But we'll do that on a deep dive. I thought it was going to be his son or something like that. No. Maybe that means... No, no, no. Don't be silly. Don't be silly, Ryan. You're being a silly little goose. I am a silly goose. Um, (laughs) Let's get into gaming, shall we? Always down for that. Always down for that. Did you see the title for the new God of War has been leaked? No. In a kind of investors meeting sort of thing, a presentation, they they dropped the title and the director posted the meme of Captain Picard with his head in his hands like, damn it. So apparently the name wasn't approved yet. Oh, leaked air quotes. Yeah. Leaked. Accidentally on purpose. Uh, it's going to be God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I think I did hear that somewhere. Yeah. Accident- accidentally leaked. Name had not been approved or signed off on. But you know what? It kind of goes hand in hand with the last God of War movie. Wasn't he in North- Norse mythology in the last game? Yes, it was. I don't own a PlayStation, so I don't get to play God of War. But that's, you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. If you ever want to play God of War, I'd be glad to bring you my PlayStation Pro so you can use it. PlayStation Pro. Right on. Um, well, yeah, that's that, that was a award-winning Game of the Year type game. People loved it. They said it was one of the best of the franchise, if not the best. Um, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. So that's interesting. And Ragnarok obviously holds a special place in our hearts over here. So I'd be interested to see where that's going to go. Funnily enough, that's what the second one's supposed to be about. Yeah. That's good old uh, spoiler alerts. But I guess after you beat the game, that Thor comes knocking on the door. Yeah. So that's what the second one's supposed to be about. That's dope. I'd love to see, uh, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Kratos fighting uh, Thor. I think that's who it is. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. No, no, you're right. I've yeah. heard that, that Thor yeah. does make an appearance. Yeah. And don't they allude to his son being Loki? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, shows some kind of gamer you are. I, like I said, I'm I don't kidding, really buddy. Play. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, about the franchise, not about what, what you say. I love you. Oh, that's. Thanks. You just can't say it back. Thanks. I love you too. Hey, thanks. <laughs> uh, we finally got an image from the Uncharted movie coming up as well. I'm pumped to see that. Showing uh, Mackie Mac Wahlberg is Sully. Sully. I hope he has his departed Boston accent. Uh, I hope he doesn't. You hope he does not? I hope he doesn't. Why? I want to see that. His name is Sully. He could be from Boston. A talk about the pets down by the harbor. <laughs> down by the harbor. And Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake, the uh, the the number one key character in the Uncharted series. So that'll be good to see. Uh, and today, Thursday, today the 27th, Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, uh, they showed footage from the new game, which is Horizon Forbidden West. Forbidden Wests. And they showed a bunch of amazing stuff. They said it looked really, really beautiful. I know that game has kind of a cult following, but um, no release a, date. I don't think it has a cult following. That game's just big. If you owned a PlayStation, you probably played it. Mm. I'm just going to say cult following, and everybody's going to yeah. agree with me. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Let's, you want to tr- go through that again? I hear yeah, it's got a yeah. cult following. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely yeah, I've heard, yeah. Golly, I live a lot. <laughs> Uh, BlizzCon, Blizzard, the famous uh, gaming developing company, has already come out and said BlizzCon will not happen this year again. 
They are based out of Texas and California, but BlizzCon is typically held in California, which still has some strict uh, strict restrictions when it comes to COVID-19. So they say this event takes a lot of time and effort and building in about a year to put together the right way. So they're not going to sit here and drag it along. They're just going to go ahead and call it now. Hey, just move to Florida, bro. Yeah. Right. But uh, I expect to see something along the lines of BlizzCon line like we had last year where they're just doing a digital presentation and making it free for everybody. Which honestly, the way you keep disappointing people, Blizzard, might as well. Save who, you some who, money. What are they disappointing people with? Did they make the Diablo uh, 4? Yeah. They're making it. They're Did making they make me the announcement? Did it come out? Oh, it's not they out didn't yet. Have a, they don't even have a date yet. Yeah, no date for that. Okay, then, then people, people are, are disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> That's all people really want. <laughs> I got to say, I got to agree. Uh, and let me, let me uh, from, from, okay. from the outside looking in, Okay, let me say this. There have been a couple times, more so recently, that I've seen you play some very random stuff that you have never played before. Uh-huh. And what have I, what did I say to you? That you love me eternally and my milkshake brings all the boys no, to the yard. And I said, this is kind of weird. I said, you, like, why aren't you playing the games that you usually play? Or, you know, what is this new game that you're playing? And you're like, well, you know, I'm just finding new stuff to do because I'm, I'm holding out for... Overwatch 2 and mm-hmm. Diablo to come out. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm just really waiting on those. And what did I say? It's a breathtaking rendition and I of asked, my voice. And I asked you and I said, I, like I, I said, well, when, when do those come out? And you're like, I don't know. They haven't announced it yet. Exactly. That's exactly how you sounded, which means disappointed. Yeah. Now, there's a difference between disappointed and impatient, right? No. Yeah. But there I mean, is. you was... have already been past impatient, I feel like, at this point. Yeah, but there was that debacle the last time they did it, and then they announced that stupid mobile game or whatever. Yeah, the Diablo so Immortals. So we legitimately yeah. watched like the preview for Diablo Four. back in like, like wasn't it like Super Bowl time feels last like, year? Yeah, feels like almost a year ago. It was. It was Super Bowl last year, which means we are approaching a year and a half, and we don't even have a release date. Exactly. Super and Bowl last year was February. And that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Last year. No, that's yes. way too far. No, it was a long time ago. Okay. It was not in February. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of people that that's it. They want Diablo 4, and they want I want now. Diablo 4. When Diablo 4 when comes drops? out, uh, when Diablo 4 um, comes out, I will be spending an exorbitant amount of time on that one. Gotcha. But I'm yeah. on the same line. I mean, I'm a, as a literally gamer, one year ago. Take your time. Is when the trailer came out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so, there you go. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I thought that it dropped around like something major that was happening. Yeah, no. uh, it was an announcement that they're actually making it, which doesn't sound like much, but that's a lot of hope for the Diablo community, especially the way that they're designing it and like how ambitious they're saying this game is going yeah. to be. It was like an 11 minute trailer. And Blizzard <laughs> is, yeah, it is, it's a movie. And Blizzard is is notoriously tedious and uh, attention to detail when it comes to releasing their, their games and their IPs. Unfortunately, there's a lot of talent leaving Blizzard right now, too. A lot of game developers. We talked about Jeff Kaplan, for one. A lot of guys in the Warcraft team are leaving because Blizzard's uh, merging with... Who's the one that did... Um, Activision. Activision. Yeah, that's been happened. And, no, I know that's happened, yeah. but but they've gone more towards the monetary gain and that's the mobile exactly. and, and trying to earn more money and, as opposed to being the typical Blizzard that's just polishing their game and, and sending you an absolute diamond. Which is why, honestly, I'm not looking forward to Overwatch 2 because mm. it's owned by Activision. It's just going to be more give me your money. I still am very much excited for Overwatch 2. I, I, I will be there day one. I will get whatever the gold edition is and then come out 
with a three times bigger beard going, what year is it? See, I, it just still feels like Overwatch 1.5 to me. Mm. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we could spend a whole episode sitting here talking about too, because they, um, they're, they're doing a lot of things differently than other games sequels have. They're not, they've never supported two titles at the same time like that. You know, they're getting rid of one of the tanks apparently. Yeah. That's yeah. dumb. No, I disagree. Dumb. They're also adding abilities to all of them. And they, so, so you get rid of one tank, you're, you're killing the queue time a lot. That's going to get you back in the game a lot faster. But anyway, this is not a Blizzard and Overwatch episode. Let's get on to the next bit of news for gaming. Oh, Actually, the last oh. bit of news. Go ahead. You know how you fix that? How do you fix it? All those scrubs that think they can fucking play Genji. Stop Yikes. playing Genji. Yikes. Well, he's got to play. DPS if you're not going to put out DPS. Learn to heal, bro. Learn to stand there with Reinhardt and don't dive in every person you see. <laughs> well, well there's, there's also the problem with certain tanks that or, or DPS that, that don't play around their team they run into everything and then spam that they need healing or that we need to group up because they made a bad play but i'm not getting into that we're getting into borderlands <laughs> and the confirmed cast for borderlands which i've only played the most recent borderlands and actually i take that back i played borderlands uh i think one or two when it was free and oh. it was interesting. It was an interesting game. It's a nice little first-person shooter. I got stuck on Borderlands 3 and then kind of never went back to it because it pissed me off. Oh. Uh, but here's the cast we got so far. We've got Kate Blanchett, who's playing Lilith, who I know is one of the, the top characters. She's one of the good guys. Never played Borderwatch a day in my life, so I have no idea who any of these people are. Well, don't play Borderwatch. Play Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands. My um, bad. But <laughs> Claptrap, the little robot that runs around and follows you everywhere, is being played by Jack Black. So nice. I'm already kind of like, okay, all right, okay. Uh, and then there's a character named Roland being played by some uh, brand-new actor, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Yeah, I've never heard of him. No, yeah. I've never heard of him either. And then another <laughs> unknown playing Tannis, Jamie Lee Curtis. Who's that lady? Yeah, I don't know. I think she was in uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, uh, and then we have somebody playing Moxie, Gina Gershon. Anybody heard of her? No? Pimps don't cry? Mm, nope. No? No Gina Gershon for you? Why does that name sound familiar? Everybody knows Gina Gershon. Come on. I have to look at her face. Gina though. Gershon, I think, is the... Oh, no, no, wait. That's incorrect. I was going to say it was um, Will Ferrell's wife in... Um, what's the movie? I don't know. Uh, the one with Mark Wahlberg. The, pe- the, the, the cop one. Nobody? Oh, gosh. This is happening, and we're not even looking. Ryan. Okay. I got her face up here on uh, IMDb. I'm just trying to see what else she's doing. How was that? In. I don't know. Ryan's phone getting wild over there. Yeah. Gina Gershon, IMDb time. I know, like nobody she that did listens not. to this show would probably know who she is, but she also plays uh, Jughead's I bet you mom. A lot of people know it. She plays Jughead's mom in Riverdale. Oh, good Jughead, mm-hmm. who's uh, the twin. What's his name? No. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, were you about to were you about to challenge me on that? We all know what happened last time. Megan bet me she was wrong. See, sounds just like her. Gina Gershon is not who it who it was. I got her mixed up with Ava Mendez. Oh, yeah. Know who I'm talking about? Ava Mendez is who's playing. It? No, oh, Gina okay. Gershon's who's playing it. Uh, but Edgar Ramirez is playing Atlas. 
Uh, no image for that. And that's uh, that's about it. There's a couple other true unknowns that I don't know who they are. Uh, Ariana Greenblatt playing Tina, T- Tiny Tina and Benjamin Byron David playing Marcus Kincaid. These are all uh, vendors in the game that you can go to. Moxie, uh, Marcus Kincaid. I, I know those two definitely are... Um, our vendors, but anyway, correct me. Tell me about some some uh, some Borderlands lore. Uh, educate us, please. Help us. Oh, and Gina Gershon was in freaking Face Off, one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, he wants mm-hmm. to take his face off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic Nicolas Cage. Okay, so on to TV and movie news. Even though you know the uh, the Uncharted was kind of both, I guess. Sonic Two. There's a plot point revealed with, honestly, my favorite character in the Sonic universe. Knuckles. Knuckles being introduced as the sidekick to Dr. Robotnik, which if you saw Dr. Robotnik in Sonic 1, you know that's played by Mr. Jim Carrey, and mm-hmm. he was Out hysterical. Oh, he was Dr. Robotnik? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Who played uh, actual Sonic? Um, the gentleman from Parks and Rec, who who's plays John Ralphio, um, Ben, I forget his name, but he's a very, very funny human being. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and he played a great Sonic. Actually, I haven't seen anything that he's been in that I haven't liked. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Yeah, he was in Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Um, and one thing, I, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see Knuckles, and I want to see that, but I also want to see Tails. I want to see Dark Sonic. I want to see a lot of different things come into the Sonic universe. Let's get it. Uh, Willy Wonka, has ca- uh, the origin movie that's coming out about Willy Wonka that I had no idea was coming out, has cast its titular character in Timothy Chalamet. He looks just like uh, Gene. Gene oh, Wilder? Yeah, Gene Wilder. Um, but I've, I've never heard of him. Let's go back to our famous IMDb, but I, I've never, yeah, here he is. Shall Call I? me by your name is a, a movie that he's in. He was also known for beautiful boy, lady bird and little women. Wow. Can't wait to jump into that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's also in Dune. So I guess he's got a lot of good stuff coming up here. Good for you, kid. It doesn't look like I'm your demographic, really, but, um, you know, proud of you. He also played Scissor Edward, Edgar Scissorhands in uh, How Do You Drive with Scissorhands, a video short. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm just not finding interest in that. Um, Johnny Knoxville has come out and announced Jackass 4. <laughs> I imagine we're going to hear a lot of knees and backs popping in Jackass 4. These guys are getting a little older. Geriatric fucks. Right? Geriatric edition. And and this Johnny Knoxville has said this will be the the final Jackass movie for him. He'll be done with it after then. It's got to be. I'm surprised he's still doing it right now, bro. Yeah. Like. And oh, 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 oh. What was the thing I wanted to come back to? Um. Golly gee, Batman. Oh, Zack Snyder talking about, oh, I wanted to have Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Batman, blah, 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 blah. Talking about having a plan for a movie. J.J. Uh, Abrams came out to discuss Star Wars and said the most important part 
the most critical part of doing a Star Wars movie is having a plan. What? Isn't that literally your job as the director? Yeah. To work with the producers and plan everything? And doing a plot? I don't know. I'm not in the movie business, but I'd assume that's what you do. I would imagine being a high-profile director, having a plan, uh, you know, makes sense. Now, nah, fuck it. We'll do it live. Right. Let's yeah. go, everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't Swing get it. it. So so you you show up on the set of Star Wars and go, all right, who's got our lightsabers? Hey, let me get you, 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 you got lightsabers. You guys, you guys are going to be Wookiees. Somebody go glue some hair on that guy. <laughs> I don't know. I just, why is this? Uh, That's exactly how it's done. This is posted by IGN and comicbook.com. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, guys, why is this news? Why are we, why are we talking about this? Slow news day. I don't know, man. Anyway, on to something really good. I want to circle back. Johnny Knoxville is 50 fucking years old. Wow. He's an old boy. If anything, it makes you feel old. 50, yeah, it does. But that's. Uh, I yeah. feel like I'm 80 now. I can only imagine what he's going to go through <laughs> doing the stuff that he's about mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Uh, good for you, buddy. Hope you Enjoy. Got insurance. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, but there is a movie trailer that I sent to you guys. Don't know if you saw this one. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. I haven't watched it yet. Do you guys watch that one? Nope. Sounds interesting, though. Stars uh, our young lady, Karen Gillian, our friend, big fan of the show. Uh, yeah, who's from Community. Fam- famously Karen Gillian. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. She plays Nebula. Never mind. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I know her. Yeah, she is in a all-female-led action movie where she's kind of like an assassin. Okay, that's cool. And her mom is played by, um, oh, my gosh, Lena Headey, who is Cersei from Game of Thrones. Nice. Um I'm I'm all in on this movie. It looks good. It looks really good, and they have a good bad guy as well, Paul Giamatti. I like me some Paul G- Paul Giamatti. He plays a good bad guy as well. He's got a lot of good presence on screen. So uh, that one is very interesting. It looks like the premise of it is she's got a job to do. She shows up. She finds out the job is to kill a kid or or a kid's involved, and she's like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." Do it, you coward! Wow. That's a crazy movie, right? Mm-hmm. She shows up, the kids are the target. Plow credits. The end. Wonder how that would be received. <laughs> I don't know, but you know. How about uh, the trailer for the Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt, that was released? Yeah, that one I want to see for sure. Did you see the trailer for that one? I saw part of it. I saw what the movie was about. Has I don't know busy. if it's the I can't, official trailer. I can't get good help anywhere. I'm but sorry. I, this has I, been a busy week. I started to see like the I saw the premise of it, the concept that mm-hmm. there's a war in the future, thirty years in the future. Yeah. And you get drafted and you have to go. After a little bit, I like I stopped. Go I was like, future? I don't want to know anymore. I oh really? You it. oh you, you liked it though. I actually like that premise. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't come to the future and fight, you'll be dead now. Yeah. That uh, that that uh that intrigues me. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know what else is interesting? Tony Nellis. Amazon <laughs> bought MGM Studios for $8 billion. Oh, so uh, pocket change fell out and Jeff Bezos was like, oh, that's I guess right. I'll take that. He goes, hey, uh, that's all I've got. He goes, $8 million for MGM? That's all I've got. And then he looks at the camera that's not there and goes, on me. <laughs> not even. It's just a monopoly Pick to a take pocket. over the world. How much is Jeff Bezos worth? A before lot of his effing divorce, money. I think it was like a hundred seventy billion or something. Before like that. his divorce, literally one of the richest men in the world. Yeah, yeah he is the richest. No, man I know he's he's worth a lot of money. He's not the richest man in the world. Yes, he no, was. George no, George Soros probably is. Do that. 
it's either him or it's Elon Musk at one point in time. All right, we're researching richest man in the world. All I had to do was type in richest, and it said richest man in the world. Bernhard Arnold. Arnold. French businessman Bernard Arnold has become the richest man in the world, beating Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. According to Forbes, Arnold, who is the owner of Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, and Moet Hennessy has a net worth of $186 billion. Could you imagine having that much money? Could you imagine having that much money? Yeah, his uh, Jeff Bezos' wife became like one of the richest people in the world just after the divorce. Just by divorcing him. Yeah, became the richest woman in the world. Jesus. Hey, prenup next time, boy. Wow. Wow, Same. you guys are being gross. Um, So on to my favorite bit of TV and movie news. I don't know if any of you grew up watching Highlander. Nope. I did. There can be only one. I actually saw a bumper sticker the other day that it's a Highlander and it had all the Duncan McLeod. Who's oh. the other? Who's the one that Christopher Lambert plays? He's Duncan McLeod. No, he's he? not Duncan. Duncan's the guy with the ponytail. I know Sean who's Connery the guy? was one. Sean Connery was in it as well. Um, but that doesn't matter. What does matter is it's being rebooted. Yes. With a awesome lead. Who is, oh, I don't know, the Man of Steel. Oh, wow. He was The Witcher. Wow. Mr. Henry Cavill. Yeah. He posted like Scottish lore books and all the movies from Highlander. And I was like, (gasps) and he goes, Henry Cavill is going to be in a reboot of Highlander. And I said, well, I'll be there. (laughs) See you then. (laughs) Come on. Tell me that's not a great casting. Eh. Okay, you're just gonna be lying then. I like, I like. Honestly, the, my favorite take on the Highlander was the one when they actually had the woman on the TV series. I actually mm. really like that. Duncan was the woman. Duncan McLeod was the TV series. Was there another one I'm unaware of? Yes, there was. I'm not a. For, for, uh, hey, I'm all for it, but I'm not. I'm not aware of a female Highlander like that led a series. Are we Googling with no Google song? Yeah, we are. No, I'm but I'm 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 getting ready for something else. Oh, well, excuse me. Yeah, I'm getting ready to dive into Army of the Dead because I have lots of things to talk about. Highlander oh. the Raven is what it was called. Oh, there we go. Yeah, and it was uh, Who was the star on that one? Her name was Elizabeth Grayson. Elizabeth Grayson. What else has she been in? Are you on I IMDb? Know that name. Yep. Give that a goog. It's worth a goog. Let's see. Um, if there's anything of notes, since you're not gonna play the song, nothing great. It seems like let's play the Scar City. <laughs> no, that's not the Google song. <laughs> it's not. This is. She was in the 1990 episode uh, version of The Flash. Okay, so not really much that people today would know much about. No, no. Okay, but that was my my exciting one, Henry Cavill. Rumored to be rebooting Highlander. That can be only one. Okay. So, uh, I very much appreciate all of you. We're going to take a really eensy-weensy little commercially breaky-poo. And after that, we will be back to discuss Army of the Dead. You can also consider this your spoiler warning. We will be getting all up in the Army of the Dead. So if there's stuff you don't want to find out or you're still waiting to watch it, press pause. Go watch the movie now, please, and come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon.
And we're back here at the Alter Ego Podcast to talk about Army of the Dead from Zack Schneider. And if you didn't know Zack Schneider produced this movie and directed this movie, yeah. you'll find out 37 times in the first few minutes of this movie. It was a, it, There's a lot of slow-mo. Not even slow-mo. His name pops up. You didn't catch that? His name popped up constantly. It was annoying. Is it because well, he's the director, because, the producer, yeah, the yeah. writer, and yeah, the, he uh, did all the stuff. The he janitor. Did like, he did everything on this movie. Literally, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder. Okay, bro, we get it. It's his glorious return to uh, the zombie genre from the original Dawn of the Dead. So, is this what he did in between things when he was fired oh, there for wrote, a minute? Did he do Dawn of the Dead? Yes, he did. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, that was his big movie, Dawn yeah. of the Dead. This one wasn't good. Which, I, I, wow. Um, there were good things about it. There were bad things about it, and there were good things about it. All right. Um, I'd like to hear the good. So, the good, Honestly, I thought visually the I movie had, was crazy. If I had to say anything was good about it, I did like Batista. Really? Yeah. Um, that And that's kind of interesting when he's one of your best actors in the movie, other than uh, Tanaka. The guy who plays Tanaka is fantastic. He also played Scorpion. What is his name? Oh, that's why I know his face. Hiroyuki Sanada. He plays Bly Tanaka. And the premise of this movie Easy is peasy Japanese. Yep. So in the beginning of the movie, you're showed Area 51. And Area 51 has four trucks coming out of it and then two bright lights in the sky jetting off into the distance and if you're not paying attention you're not going to catch it i did not catch that so when you were just saying that i'm like hmm and there are four trucks carrying one big payload and they were meant to symbolize the four horsemen of the apocalypse so basically these trucks are carrying something that come on it's a zombie movie we know what's in there yeah but uh, there's also these two newlyweds coming out of Vegas. So happy they just got married. Yeah. And um, apparently the guys are our buddies. The first one, he's getting a little uh, gingerly put oral pleasure. Oh, wow. While driving down the road and his Cadillac veers into the way of this convoy. And the convoy wrecks, and this giant cage comes out and lands on the street. And the military guys do what they're supposed to do. They call, you know, headquarters, let them know what happened. And they say, where's the payload? And they go, the payload's on the street. It's open. Compromised. Compromised. And they immediately say, get out of there. Do not be there. Get out. Go. Go, 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 go. Leave right now. Pretty sure she was like, get the fuck out of there. She does anybody, say, drop the, she does drop the F-bomb, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And she's like, and anybody that you can't get to, leave them. Yeah. Go now. Yeah. Get out now. Don't stay there. And naturally, a big, badass-looking zombie with dog tags and a crew cut comes out of this thing. And this is one of my complaints with the movie. We'll get to it later. Needless to say, there's an attack. And this... Entity starts attacking people, and as he does, they rapidly are turning into zombies just like him. 
and then they show them standing there looking out over the Vegas Strip. And I thought visually that was gorgeous. Great shot. And then they go into one of my favorite title sequences since Zombieland. Yes, I'm not going to lie. The opening was really dope. The (laughs) sequence of the opening is showing the happenings of Las Vegas. You're following Dave Batista and a group of people who you imagine do very nasty things for a living. And you are also seeing people that are typical sleazebags in Vegas getting eaten and turned into zombies. But they stop and show them in those little, like, here's my picture, here's here's who I am kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like still motion while the chaos is still happening around them, and that's kind of how they're introducing your characters to you. And I was like, I like this. I'm, I'm very much involved in this. And they show uh, a lot of characters get introduced. So, so basically, after the whole zombie thing, they get walled off into Las Vegas. So the entire city of Las Vegas is quarantined and trapped in containers. And you see Batista is now working at a burger joint. And Mr. Tanaka comes up to him with a, with a job offer, which is all in the trailer. And they say... There's $200 million beneath the strip. You get $50 million if you go get the money for me. And I don't think Batista's in a way to decline that. See, uh, I'm like, bro, you don't even counter offer. I'm going to yeah, go right? in there with a bunch of zombies. You've already been paid that $200 million. Let me, I'm taking at least 100 You can have half of it back. But yeah. if I go in there, I'm coming out with $100 million. Well, so... I don't know if you caught that, but they 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 alluded to that when they started doing their planning. He oh goes, yeah. yeah, so oh, no. fifty million for me, fifty million for you, fifty million for this guy, and whoever else we get can split up the last yeah. fifty. What I didn't understand was when he meets Tanaka, he's he's rude to him, like instantly. I mean, Tanaka's like, "Hey, I I know all this about you," da, 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 and he goes, "I don't need to be reminded of my situation." Thanks. Well, because he comes in there and he's like, "Oh yeah, you've got a, you're a." What is it? You protected the secretary or whatever, uh-huh. and you got a medal of honor. And he's like, "Yeah, I shouldn't be working a fucking burger joint." I know. Yeah, like you're not telling me anything. Like he took I don't know. To it. Right? Exactly. And like, so I get that, but but I'm like, this guy's just here offering you a job. All you gotta do is say no. Yeah. But it's a movie. Yeah, I like it, and I I don't mind that mindset. Me let's neither. Set it up for me. You know, let's let's establish that he's an asshole before all this happens. See, I don't even think he's an asshole. I just think he's just like. Done with it? Yeah, like, I'm working at a burger joint. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be here flipping burgers, but that's my situation. He um he then sits there and, and, you know, has kind of a, what is it? Does he have his nightmare then about his? A little, uh, little bit after they that. They show that he's lost a lot of people. They yeah. show that people on his team, people in his life, he has lost, and, and they're not really around. Most importantly, though, was his wife. His wife that turns into a zombie, and he is forced to stab her in the brain. No, he wasn't forced to stab her in the brain. He put the gun away and yeah. decided to stab her in the brain. Yeah. Which I was like, that's a little more... I guess he didn't want to destroy up. her face, mm. but he shoves the knife down through her skull yeah. and kills her in front of his Maybe he wanted daughter. to look into her eyes while he killed her. He does. Yeah. Which sounds yeah. really morbid, but at the same time... Yeah. 
Sorry, it's a zombie, babe. I'm just saying, I maybe to... he's hoping that, like, when he stabs to kill her and she's in that, like, brink of death, that he'll be able to, like, catch a glimpse of her before she I expect she you guys goes. to blow my head clean off. Clean off. Smooth off. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if Smooth I'm off. coming at you with the bad, don't. Let's not <laughs> worry about. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that annoyed me about the end, I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so you meet this ragtag group of uh, scoundrels which consisted of uh, Scott Ward, Vanderhoe, Maria Cruz, uh, Dieter, who is actually one of my favorite. If Peter? the crew, Dieter's my favorite guy. Is that Peter? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, D- Dieter is the German guy. Yeah, yeah. I thought his name was Peter. Okay. Was, yeah, Dieter. Dieter's my yeah. favorite dude. Mine too. <laughs> um, let's see. Marianne Peters, who is their, their pilot. Mikey Guzman, who is a YouTuber slash sharpshooter, a young lady named Chambers. Uh, I like Guzman too. Guzman was cool too. Yeah, and um, let's see who else was it. My favorite, Lily. Lily was my girl. I really thought she was. Was that awesome. the Spanish chick at the beginning? No, and uh, Lily was. Uh, and then they are kind of a compl- uh, joined by Martin, who is Bly Tanaka's head of security. All right, see, this is one of the things that I can't stand. Let, yeah, let's go through the crew here. Okay. Oh, it was uh, the whole the security guy when he showed up. I'm like, okay, I already know what's going to happen here. I already know the whole point of this movie. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm watching the rest of this two and a half hours. Mm. Had every zombie cliche ever in it, and I just didn't care for it. But, so I, I, I kind of think I know where you're going, but... Keep going. I was say, but the people in it were actually interesting. That was the only thing that I that I did like. The uh, the dude who plays somebody in power, Omar, I think his name, Omari. Uh, he was uh, he was Vanderhoe. Yeah, I liked him a lot too. Vanderhoe, yeah, he was he was really good. And and uh, so they, he puts this team together. Yeah. And one of my favorite things happens in this movie that never happens. What's that? They get the crew together, and originally they only recruit Mikey. And Mikey brings Chambers and another guy to the meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Bly gets about five minutes into explaining what's going on, and the guy goes, what? No, I'm, I'm not doing this. My dog packed he's like, his ball he's up like, and went home. I'm out. He goes, what, dude? He goes, you, you're talking about zombies? Zombies? Zombies in Las Vegas? You want me to go in there? No, I'm out. And he just leaves. Yeah, and I like how Guzman's like, you always talking all this hot. This, yeah, you're this, talking this all that trash. Goes, yeah, dude, I was talking him. shit. He goes, I was just talking, though. Yeah. I ain't actually going to go do it. Yeah. I'm out. I'm seeing you later. Yep. And he lives. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. And I like how when they uh, ask Guzman, he's like, you want to make 500000 He's like, let's go. Yeah. He has no questions. Yep. He's like, don't you even? Nope. Let, make 500000 Don't even tell I'm me. In. I'm not backing yeah. out. He, he's like, don't even matter. doesn't even matter. A beautiful thing, point. too, is outside of Vandero and Maria and, and Scott, they each are talking $50 million. And then when they go to these guys, you want to make 200000 Hey, yeah. you want to make 50000 Hey, you want to make twenty grand? Um. And so in order for them to get into this city after they've found out this cakewalk of what they, they need to do is they need to break into Las Vegas and get down to the vault, steal the money, easy peasy Japanese as Mr. Hero uh, or Mr. Bly Tanaka explains and Dieter corrects him. <laughs> it's, you can't say, say Japanese. 
And then the Japanese guy goes, but I'm Japanese. Japanese. He's like, sorry, can't do that. And so easy it's peasy, lemon squeezy. Lemon squeezy now. So, oh, and the other one that I really loved was the pilot, Marianne Peters. The interesting thing about Marianne Peters, who's played by uh, Tig Nataro, who's in Star Trek Discovery, is she was 100% CGI'd into this movie after the fact. Originally, her character was played by Chris D'Elia, who was being uh, accused of sexual inappro- sexually inappropriate uh, contact with a minor. And so, so she was put into this movie. Yeah. And I am so happy for it because she was great. And you know what's honest? I couldn't even tell that she was CGI in there. Yeah. Yeah, it tells you about movie magic anymore. But um, so the point is they go to this quarantine zone. And this is where the problems start to happen for me. They go into the quarantine zone and they find Scott Ward Batista has a daughter and his daughter works at the quarantine zone, helping people who are not able to go out and live amongst everybody else. Cause there's a possible risk of infection. They don't know. They don't really explain why they're in the quarantine zone, yes. but they're in the quarantine zone mm-hmm. and they are getting random temperature, temperature checks, check. things like that. If your temperature gets too low, you're probably a zombie and they will kill you or, you know, send you for treatment and you, you, you get killed. Um, and she is volunteering there to help all these people. More specifically, the biggest plot hole and dumbass plot point of this entire movie, the woman named Gita. The coyote. No, no, that's not her. Oh. Gita's her friend oh, with the her two friend, kids. Yeah. Gita doesn't like being in the camp. Gita doesn't want to be there. She wants to be free. So her thousand dollar plan is to sneak through Las Vegas. Where the zombies are. I thought they were going there to get money. No. They were going in there to get through there and get out on the other side, I imagine. Maybe it was to go get money. They didn't really explain why Gita was willing to leave her two young children in the quarantine zone. I could have sworn they said it was about money. So I figured maybe she runs into a casino, grabs what she can, and then she gets out. That That's, that's a but, chance that happens. Like, it doesn't make sense to me either. Like, I, I didn't care for that part. Clearly, it wasn't very clear. Oh no! And and so it was so, just used to make the daughter there turn, is a turn the end right like like I said you could literally see every cliche happening in this mm-hmm. movie when it was so happening. the young lady who is sneaking people into the quarantine zone in and out is Lily aka the coyote she was arguably one of my favorite characters in this whole movie I thought the young lady that played her did a great job I thought her role was perfect for everything that she was doing um, she is the person leading people in and out and. Mainly, she leads Gita into the quarantine zone and leaves them. So basically, she sends you in there. You go do what you need to do. If trouble becomes the foot, she's out of there. She will leave you. And she does even make the quote, hey, uh, I only leave people that deserve it. Or if they don't come back. And uh, I, I thought that was a good point of view hey if you want to go in there sure i'll take you in there but i'm not going to be responsible for getting you out nope i'm already right here yep hey listen i'm here with my full clips you go off and play whatever you want to play if you're not back by this time i'm gone and she does say that some people are are gone and then they come back some people aren't but that's neither here nor there so the the team employs the coyote to get them through and the day of, Scott's daughter 
who has made the introduction for them is saying, you know, oh, yeah, well, great, have fun, then happens to walk by Gita's tent and hear her children crying and says, oh, she left us. So Gita has left her children to go into the quarantine zone. And Scott's daughter, in her infinite wisdom, feels it's a great idea that she goes with the team. She has to go into Las Vegas with them. To get her out. And Dave Batista, Scott Ward, looks at her pretty pretty obviously and says, no, that's dumb. I'll go in there. I'll look for her. Like, look at all these guns I have. We will go look for her, but you're not going. And she's so insistent on leaving these children behind, the children that have been left. <laughs> she goes, if you don't, if you don't take me with you, I'm going to go in there by myself. Like, you are not equipped to change the water cooler, sweetie. <laughs> and you want to go into Las Vegas with this team of killers that are armed to the teeth that do this for a living and you take temperatures and change bed sheets and you want to go into the quarantine zone to find somebody who's already abandoned their children. But from the scene, it seemed like she could handle herself a little bit, but you know what I mean? I, I, I didn't get that from her. Oh, see, I did when perfect guy was like, Hey, I can teach. And she racks the gun and he's like, Oh, okay. So uh, she can rack a gun, but can she, I mean, take on 10 zombies at one okay, time? Okay. I'll say this. Everybody in this movie has impeccable aim and it was annoying. There would be crowds of zombies, and all of a sudden, all the headshots in, in the, the world. world. Oh, can I tell you? The most I'm like, whoa, 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 that wouldn't work like that. The most annoying scene is the end when she's holding a handgun and fires like 23 shots before it empties. And of she course, does. it empties in the last one where she needs to hit the guy. Well, not to mention, it does. if it's empty, the last chamber cocks the, the slide, slide back, back. It, and it, it shows that. it's empty. But she fires click, nothing click, yeah click. but in your last round it anyway it, yeah. i'm nitpicking it yeah. was for it was to it's look good which things. i get it but her they don't show her being a weapons expert no. anybody can cock a pistol i get yeah. that but for her to hit you know, or anybody else for that matter to hit 20 headshots in a row takes unheard of accuracy now when you're spraying a machine gun across a crowd i get it you're gonna get a lot as far as like the zombies charging at you but there was a shots, lot more crazy accuracy. Too many headshots. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I didn't care for either. Which, I get it, it's a movie, I can forgive that, I'm, I'm over it. One yeah. thing I can never forgive in zombie movies that I just don't get, and the only one that did this right to me was World War Z. Still haven't seen that yet, and I'm waiting to. Why are you going into a zombie quarantine zone with short sleeves on? What's the first thing you use to defend yourself if somebody is coming up at you? Your arms. Your arms. And what happens if you get bitten by one of these things? You turn into a zombie. Yep. I would be wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> Tactical. Tactical. Sure. Ta I don't care if it's I'd wool. I'd be wearing 20 turtlenecks. <laughs> I'd be risking. Right. I would look like the kid from Little Giants who's yeah. covered in saran wrap. <laughs> right. Like my mom said the tactical gear you gave me wasn't enough. As they pop his nose. So booger. I'm yeah, pop my nose booger. I'm about to go into Las Vegas. But you know what? I'm wrapped up. Yep. These zombies are about to give up on this bubble wrap before they actually get a taste of flesh. But no, all of them are wearing short sleeves. Yep. And there's I, so many points, like the one point uh, when they he, they're dropping the glow sticks. Yeah, yeah. And she's following behind, and the last girl, the guy throws the glow stick 
to get rid of her because he thinks that uh, she she his... alludes to she's he's talking about Martin. Martin we'll we'll get it. Name. We'll get into yeah, that. Suspicious. Let's get into the the first thing when they get to the quarantine. Okay. Zone. I just wanted to talk about the uh, but like she's walking trying to get through these zombies. And I'm like, bro, do you really think Batista and four other people walk through this? <laughs> yeah. You don't have the common sense to go the fuck left. Yeah, come on. Here's yeah. So 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 first of all, they get into the uh, quarantine zone with the gentleman you talked about, who she racks the gun in front of, who is from Sons of Anarchy as he's well. Juice, Juice. Yeah. He's Theo Rossi. Uh, I think that's his name. Theo Rossi. He's clearly somebody abusing his position of power. He's kind of a rapist and a sexist. It's alluded to, and he's abusing people in the camp. So the coyote comes up to him and says, hey, you should come with us, make 20 grand. And he's like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll make 20 grand. And then as soon as they walk in, this was the first big, oh, shit, to me. I saw it coming, though. She shoots him right in the leg, or is it in the groin? In the leg. She shoots him in the leg and drops him, taking his gun first. She kind of flirts with him a little bit. As soon as she starts flirting with him, I'm like, he's dead. Yep. He's dead. I don't I know why, but he's dead. I use him as like bait, like, we're going to shoot you. We're going to go this way. You go that way. And this is kind of where zombie lore has changed for this movie. See, my wife liked this part, like the whole king, queen, it's their kingdom. I didn't care for it because it did not make any sense to me. So They're the zombies. way it's explained to us as the viewer is that this alpha zombie that's come in and take care of things is running the show in Las Vegas. Mm. He is able to create more alpha zombies, but if they bite things, they just turn into the regular flesh walking zombies that you're used to. But this guy is extraordinarily strong. He can communicate. He does all kinds of stuff and he's the one that makes the other alphas. And he has this hierarchy now of other alpha zombies that listen to him. And there are zombie tigers, zombie horses, zombie, all kinds of animals. They, but I think you only see the two. You only yeah, see, the, see the, horse and the, and the horse and the horse. But they are following his commands. And on the opposite side of him, there is the bride, who we see first. Yeah, which doesn't, I don't know. How do zombies even have children like at that Anyway. One of those things that just gets me again. Like, why? Well, so How? so they they attract the bride with shooting Cummings. And the coyote, who everybody draws on her instantly, is like, no, no, no. This is how it works if you're coming in here. Which I understand why she wouldn't have explained that beforehand because the guy Cummings would have been like, I ain't going in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she is basically buying passage through Las Vegas. Sacrifice. I'm going to offer you this guy. You guys just leave me alone for an hour. And it works. They show up, grab this dude who is terrified, and drag him back to the Olympus Casino, hmm. which the name of our alpha zombie is Zeus. Makes sense. So it it's funny him? that he goes to... Uh, He's, he's he's cast as Zeus, but um, his casino, this fictitious casino that he takes over is Olympus, which is kind of a, a nod to, you know, Greek yeah. mythology. Oh, I get mm -hmm. that. Um, and so while they do that, Batista and the other guys are like, all right, let's get into the Bly. Let's do what we got to do. See, it's another thing that doesn't make sense to me. And that quarantine zone, I mean, uh, that uh, Las Vegas is zoned off. They've killed everybody that's in there. They got to eat. So if people step in there, 
You're going to tell me that a zombie's going to be like, all right, yeah, the one person you shot's good enough, but the eight of you we're not going to touch. Yeah. Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I'm inclined to agree. And the alphas seem to operate on a different rule set than most zombies. And when you see the most, the, the mind boggling zombies, the one that are the typical, yeah. they're all that way. They're all, we're going to eat you. We don't care. Uh, but the alphas are the ones that they're buying off. And see, the other thing that I didn't appreciate about this movie was that they never really showed how he was made or what was behind him to give you any kind of insight into him. He just came out of a box. Well, you missed the aliens. So they were aliens that dropped him off then. Not that dropped him off, but I think it was collusion between the U.S. government and aliens to create him. Collusion. See, now... <laughs> There's also another theory that we're going to get into later that's going to make it even more terrible for you. Okay. Yeah. Let's. All right, Zack Snyder. Dive in further. Do your thing. So they get in, they clear out the bly of these mindless zombies. And this is one of the coolest walkthrough sections and action sequences of the game. That's the game movie. This is one of the problems with this movie. There's a lot of walking, yep, and a lot of meandering. And a lot of do 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 with nothing really happening. Yes. So this could be cut out. Now, visually, sure, it looks good, but I'm just kind of like, all right, man, let's get there. And can I say something else too? Was like yeah. most zombie movies, noise triggers. That's what I was hoping for. Which it, the first it does gunshot, in this movie too. But there are some times, bro, when there are guns and then nothing happens. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just like a few of them come. But if it's a whole city, I was expecting them to be like. Encased and yeah. swarmed in Not them. to mention an abandoned city. city. Yeah, in Vegas of all places, too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I saw more action in Resident Evil. Uh, well, I disagree. But um, when we go into that, so they clear it, they find out very first in the lobby, they find another set of blueprints. And they instantly realize Tanaka has sent a lot of teams into Vegas to do this job they're about to try to do. Which you should have known when they sent his head of security but with him. But here's the thing. That's the difference. They sent the head of security. Did they send the head of security other times? What happened? Probably. He had just got promoted. <laughs> he was the other guy. He's like, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But here's the thing. In that moment for me, if I'm Dave Batista, and I find the other set and I find the other people and I see this guy, Martin, who's kind of like, what? Yeah, no, I don't know anything about it. What do you mean? We're fine. And then, because this was after the fact that they went through the thing already, right? Oh, that's so right. You, this is after we've lost our first, first party person. member. Yeah, and so you already had to have known something was up. You should have yeah. been on the, the lookout. So like, so the girl, he tells her, you go first, and she's like, no, you go first so I can keep an eye on you because I don't trust you, and when we get to where we're going, we're, we're going to have talk. a meeting about why you're here. And so that's when you discover the first group of mindless zombies that are hibernating. hibernating. What what is that? They're just sitting there out of the sun in the in the dark area in a controlled like hallway. I don't know why they're there, but they are thick and it's hard to get through them. Look like so a this, kitchen. This gets to your point of um, how did Batista, <laughs> yeah, and my man Vandero make it through, and even Martin make it through. Yeah. And our good friend Chambers, who we find out is a badass, uh, does not make it through. Yeah. So basically all Martin does is go ahead of her because he says, I'll find a way through by dropping these glow sticks. Follow the glow sticks. That's how you get through the zombies. And he grabs one of the ghost glow sticks, throws it down a hallway and goes, there you go, bitch, or something like that. Yeah, he's like, got you, bitch. Yeah. 
She he throws it in a narrow channel of zombies. Yeah. Now you're supposed to follow the glow sticks. You look down, look up. Yeah, Batista ain't fit his big ass. Right here. <laughs> and then you go the other way. Yeah. So For she just someone that's supposed blindly, to be as smart as she is. Yeah. She didn't get that. And she couldn't find any of the other teammates. Yeah. So all of a sudden she's in a spot where she can't move. She can't get around. She can't back up. Can't go anywhere. She's basically surrounded. surrounded. Yeah. And this is one of the coolest sequences of the movie. My favorite in the movie. Honestly. She pulls out a knife because one of them starts to, and he's like, whoop, got him. And then as they're starting to react, yeah, wake up. she is killing them as fast as they can wake up. And it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, putting them down quiet. She's too. not putting any bullets out. She is just whap, 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 getting them left and right. And then one that she kills falls up against what the dishwasher? Oh no, it's one of those uh like the baking racks and it yeah. has the uh couple of frying pans. Uh what is it? Yeah, the baking sheets baking in sheets it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so she's sitting in her dead arm and eventually it just and they go boom and then the zombies all wake up around her. And then she And you're just like, "Oh shit. shit. She starts fucking shit up. She is a cornered honey badger and she does not give a fuck." She pulls out the heavy stuff, and everybody in the group now is kind of like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And then, you know, they see Martin, and Chambers, my guy, or Guzman, my guy, is like, yo, where's my friend? And he's like, ah, she's behind me, man, I don't know. And you think he's got away with it. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> she jumps through a window and, a, and has, like, two zombies on her, and she is still killing everything. Can we talk about how y'all just stand there and watch her die? Yeah. And she's, like, loose, and it's supposed to be a girl, and you don't pop off a single shot except for the one that kills her? Yeah. Like she that, died. She does end she up does. getting overwhelmed. It in annoys that the shit out of me because she fights through all of that, and then you're like, "Oh, she, she's she's got." And she then does she comes jump out, out of the window. Yeah, exactly. She jumps out, and everybody's there. Yeah, exactly. Goose is there. Uh, Batista's there. The oh. Coyotes there. Maria's there. Vandero. All of them. And not one of them fires a shot in that direction. They all just look at her out. like they just watch her. Well, so there yeah. are other zombies around them that are starting to convene, but it was as you've seen this team handle. This is not something that they couldn't handle. Yeah. And so she's just like uh-huh, looking at Guzman while they are eating her arms off. Yeah. Eating her and face they're and all everything. carrying uh, fuel for the helicopter. Yeah. And then he pops the fuel for the helicopter and it explodes all of them. Kind of a badass scene. Also, I want to go back to my helicopter pilot because she's the first one to say it. They're in that little tunnel before they get into this sequence. And she goes, uh, hi, can we talk about this guy over here? Uh, let's, triage. She's like, <laughs> yeah. let's kill him. Yeah. They're like, what? She's like, he's here to keep tabs on us and make sure we do what we say we're going to do. Let's just kill him, take what he's got and keep going so we can take whatever money we want. Yeah. And she said that, and I'm like, they should do that. Yeah. Oh, can I also say one more thing? You're going to take $200 million, bruh. Four duffel bags ain't going to get it. Mm-mm. Yeah. That was the other thing. It's like. I will tell you this. Uh, do y'all not plan? $200 million. I don't know if it would look quite that big. Yeah. Believe it or not, it might not look quite that big. Um, that's a damn sure. It's a lot of freaking money, and it was believably two hundred million when you look at it. But you know, sometimes so you remember dodgeball. Yeah, like money, hundred thousand dollars, and then he opens it up, and he's like, it doesn't look the way you think it would look. It's literally yeah. a stack of <laughs> right, right, inside yeah. of a empty um, suitcase. But yeah, I, I was just like, okay, 
this neatly stacked money beneath the strip. Anyway. I could um, say if it was all hundreds, pretty right. banned. But like being in a casino, you're going to have all different kinds of denominations. Yeah. So so, so despite the fact that the, the fit has hit the shan, <laughs> um, they plan over these plan these other you know bodies of plans and architects that have been there and batista looks at the guy and goes you know anything about this and he's like no nah, man i don't know anything i'd have been like ah, i'm gonna kill you yep oh that's cool boom and yeah as soon as i saw him pop in i'm like he's gonna go he's there to catch a zombie because i thought tanaka had somebody that was like bit or something and he's trying to find the cure or something but you also like see tanaka talking to the military very early on see i didn't see that part either yeah that's part of what, what part of the movie did you watch jesus just, christ man oh some of the things <laughs> i watched and i was just watching it like man um, let's let's do this but yeah so you, you know that this guy martin's up to no good he's already gotten one of the team killed he's not there to play nice he's just he's a all around bad character and he goes to hand Dieter the security card to the vault and it snaps back he goes ah just kidding you can't have that i have one of those that's another moment oh you got two click yeah why do you have two and why is this shot to you you're dead so now i don't need you sorry but your connectable keychain is not going to keep me from keeping this card so we don't need you. Oh, Bly, I'm so sorry. Your friend got killed. Golly gee, he was eaten by zombies. That's just the worst. Anyway, they still allow this guy to live. And so you find out the real plot. Dave Batista and the team go down to start getting rid of the zombies and opening up the vault. And this guy, Martin, and the coyote say, or he says, I want to do a a, little, a perimeter check and take her with me and i'm kind of like okay perimeter check they go outside and it's it's found out that martin is there to retrieve a vial of one of the alpha zombies blood which he goes a little overkill he ends up capturing the bride and using one of those razor wires to saw her head off holy smokes yeah it's pretty graphic and as she's screaming and wailing it cuts to our big bad zombie zeus who's looking out the window and he's hearing her and he's kind of like what the shit is going on and you see that he has gita and two other captives and it's said in the movie that they take humans and take them and bite them one at a time and turn them into these you know alpha zombies and then the thing that kills me is he hears it, and it's just like, oh, I'm going to go back about my business. I thought he stopped when he heard it. He did, but he also grabs the girl and keeps doing what he was going to do. Oh. But then you see them doing that, uh, you know, sawing off her head, and him saying, "We're I'm not here for the money. I'm here for this. This is how you create your own army of zombies. That's the w- ultimate WMD. This is worth five times what's in the vault down there. I don't care about what's in the vault. So basically they're a distraction to get him out there. Um, and the coyote is like, listen, you said you'd pay me crazy amounts of money. I'm okay with doing this as long as nobody's getting hurt, you know, and I'm, you know, if you screw me over, I'll kill you. Um, and so then you go back and see what the team is doing and Dieter's working on the lock. And then we cut to our big Zeus riding through the city on a zombie horse coming out to find his headless bride. And that's when you go, oh boy, this is not good, baby. 
<laughs> so he takes her body back to the rest of the alphas. And then this is one of those other weird zombie things that I didn't see happening, but it's something that we see. He digs into her stomach and pulls out a translucent blue zombie fetus. I told the wife too, like while she's pregnant. Because he does this whole thing in the beginning where he's like hugging her belly. And I'm like, huh? Zombies this, clapping cheeks. Y'all are another, dead though. Yeah, you dead though. Exactly. <laughs> that no, bone like ain't, that blood ain't flowing <laughs> to the boner. No. You dead. Yep. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but it has this blue glow to it. And then the blue glow goes out. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it wouldn't have done that if you didn't pull her out. But anyway, his baby is dead. His wife is dead. Zeus is angry. Technically, the wife isn't dead. Which you can wait. She was dead before. Yeah. But she actually, before. her hurt. She now was, she's you dead. Do head trauma, but he didn't actually do dra- uh, trauma to, to her the brain. brain. So she was still biting and snarling. And oh, yeah, nah, her head still nah. works, and it was still around, which didn't make sense to me either. What didn't make sense is how she still shrieked without a body. Yeah. Yeah, because you have no windpipes. Yeah. Anyway. But um, needless to say, the the alphas are coming to get into uh, the vault. And this is one of another big problems I had with the movie. Maria de la Cruz, or or not de la Cruz, that's the actress. uh, Anna de la Rodriga. And can I find, where's your boy find a a microwave to microwave that hand? In the kitchen. (laughs) Oh, that's fair. (laughs) So they're trying to get into that, into the into the vault, and Dieter eventually does set off all the traps, which was a very funny sequence. Yeah. Because he goes, yeah, there's um, some non-lethal countermeasures to keep you out of the vault, so you'll have to trigger those to get in. One of them is poison darts that this poor stupid-ass zombie uh, walks into, and he's alive. He keeps walking, and these automated turrets go off, that doesn't kill him. He keeps going in the wall straight up Indiana Jones. Smashes squishes him. him like a grape. Ew. Yeah. And so after that, Dieter's able to get to the vault. They find out that he's got it open. They're seeing the money. Everything's great. And this character, who's kind of been his number two, Maria Cruz, is like, I don't care about the money. I love you. That's why I'm here for you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I thought I ruined that. There's no backstory to build this up. None. To talk about how she likes him. She's just been friendly with him. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, I love you, right? I'm doing this because I'm in love with you. And he's kind of like, typical Dave Batista fashion. He's like, cool. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I love you too. It's great. Let's get out of here. Because he realizes his daughter has left the group to go look for fucking Gita. Who left her children in the quarantine zone. We're just going to circle yeah. back right quick. Somebody call CPS on that bitch. For real. <laughs> so she realizes that his daughter is gone and he's freaking out, as you should if you're in a zombie zone with your daughter. And she goes missing. And so this woman is like, I love you. I will do this with you and help you get her back. We need to get her. Literally the next frame she opens the elevator, a zombie pops out, Exorcist. rips her head off. <laughs> Turns her head completely backwards. I'm doing this because I love you. Okay, Turns goodbye. It, right. Turns it backwards to like, look here's at Batista. The, here's the first second of character development for this major character, and she's gone. <laughs> Whoopsie. And then Batista kind of has a rage fit moment, which I liked when they kind of showcased yeah. how powerful he was. And that's the thing I liked is the way he's just manhandling zombies and stuff like... 
I mean, granted, yeah, Batista's huge. Yeah. So when he does stuff like that, it's believable. Yeah. One of them gets killed because he straight up power bombs him into the ceiling. <laughs> oh, jeez. Throws him up so high, hits the concrete, destroys his brain. I was like, that was a badass zombie kill. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was real good. Um, and so then we have the the alphas descending on the vault, right? And a lot of things happen. Not really. Nothing really happened in that sequence. Well, yeah, Dieter and uh, and Vanderhoe get stuck down there. Yeah, and then Dieter pushes Vanderhoe into the uh, vault to save him. Save him. Well, so and Dieter and Vanderhoe have an interesting relationship. This whole movie, Vanderhoe's kind of like you're useless, which is actually another one of the really really funny movies. You know that title sequence where it's spinning around and showing all of them. They get to Dieter and he goes, "Whoa, wait, 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 wait! How are we doing the zombie killing exactly?" <laughs> I love it because. He's like, oh, so no, you've never killed a zombie. Okay, so Vanderhoe kind of thinks he's useless. Yeah. Then he shows him how to use a gun and gets a couple good shots. He goes, ah, look at that. He goes, now nah, you're useless. The whole time he's useless. Then the I'm vault opens up. I like you, Dieter. Dieter kind of saves his life a little bit. I like you, Dieter. Oh, you're dead. Bye, Dieter. Well, you don't see him die. But you do see him That's fair. Uh, throw Vanderhoe into the vault and leave him there to, you assume, die. Yeah. Well, um, I knew he, I knew he was going to be the last person to get out. Vandero? Yeah, I called it. I didn't call that until he until they threw him in the vault. Yeah, then I call him in the then vault. I was like, oh, okay, he's got to be the guy who gets out. I expected uh, the the coyote to die very early on, and I was very pleased that she didn't. I loved her character. Um, and so then they leave. Well, Batista leaves. Yeah. To go get the as he doesn't know broken helicopter. <laughs> yeah. And him. Another thing, all those people, you didn't have the decency to be like, hey, uh, look, that helicopter is going to get maybe two people out. Yeah. It ain't going to carry six of y'all and $200 and million. And $200 million. He, all he knew is that there was a helicopter, but they, you know, they've already established that that Bly is betraying all of them. Yeah. So. Um, oh, and before this, a great, pl- a good moment in this is when she realized that uh, Martin's a dickhead. She takes out a money counter. And she wait like lifts it to see how much it weighs, and it feels like a head. Yeah. She puts it in the bag and gets rid of the queen's head. So after this whole sequence, when he thinks he fucks them over by uh, locking them all downstairs, which which he does, he eventually betrays yeah. everybody as they're trying to climb the ladder out with Guzman, uh, Batista, um, and a couple others. He is able to trap them. So that they don't uh, they don't get out, and then he locks it with his little security code, yeah. which is pretty cool. And so with the uh, huge buzz saw that they have, he she like cuts that area in the in this in the wall to get out. Yeah, and they have to go through a whole nother floor, which adds to a whole nother layer of zombies. Yep, the casino floor. Yeah. And they have, I think, arguably the best fight sequence there on the casino floor. See, that, to me, was the best one. That one, to me, was just a lot of shooting and circle spins. <laughs> like, Is it know. that camera that they like put on it? Yeah, a... I think. No. No. No, it's not like that. Remember that. I just remember, hey, Batista's got a drum. A few times he takes a few shots, then he reloads, and then other times he's just, ah, then doesn't reload. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But, we'll the, you know. But but so the thing that happens there in that sequence is one of the other things that I was like, wait, what? Because Guzman. Oh, and pause. Can we talk about this too? When they were down there in the trouble, you go down there for two hundred million dollars. 
why does everybody leave the goddamn money? I love Guzman's the only one who grabbed the fucking money. Mm-hmm. He's like, I went down there for this money. I'm taking the money. And he's running out with bags on his back. Mm-hmm. No, everyone else is giving up their bags, apparently. Because at this point, they're dying for nothing. I'm hauling ass. I'm taking the money. Because if I get out, I'm at least going to have the money that I went out went to go get. Yeah, I'm shedding everything I don't need. And I'm running. Hey, I need the money. But first and foremost, I'm also that guy that's like, we're doing what? No, that's not me. <laughs> exactly. See, you I'm, ain't gone. I'm not in. Me, I'm getting the money out by any means necessary. Yeah. So they then get out and um, get to the helicopter up at the roof and are able to um, fly oh. fly off. But that sequence before that, Guzman takes one for the team. Oh, he that's right. Bit. Guzman is, oh, that's what I want to talk about. He shoots a zombie in the head, and I swear sparks come out of that head, and it's got a bright blue light. The blue light, yep. Now, the blue light was on all the zombies when they showed the alphas and the way they were infected, but this one, if you watch it, Mm. there's 33 minutes and two seconds left in the movie. There are sparks that come out of that zombie. I was like, are we getting zombie robots here? What's going on? But I like that he... uh just looks at him pretty much, tells him to go. I think he gives him the money. He too. doesn't even. No, he he loses the money because the oh, zombie yeah, right. jumps the on him. Jumps in, then it starts floating everywhere. So he just pulls the string on four the on the grenades and four grenades. Yeah, goes out like a G. That's another thing about grenades. You realize they don't explode into flame, folks out there in in, in uh, podcast land. They yeah. they they are shrapnel based weapons. Yep. So this wouldn't really happen. But it's only movie like a magic, thirteen foot range too, I believe. Right, like that. right. Still deadly. Still yeah, still, w- deadly. Yeah. still would have absolutely killed Mikey, but not Mikey and the 50 zombies that were piling onto him. Yeah. So they get out, and they find that he needs to go over to the Olympus because that's where Kate went. Kate's over there. I need to get to Kate. Is that his daughter? Yeah. yeah. And Kate is over there. And Kate, you realize, is 007 with this little pistol. Yeah, because she finds Gita. She's trying to get out while Zeus is trying to get after everybody. And she caps... I got to say, like 12 or 15 of them in the head in sequence shots. Bam, 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 bam. I was like, this is not that easy. Uh, I've shot guns plenty of times. I could never do these feats that this woman was doing with, with her accuracy. Nope. Yeah. It's one of my gripes about movies, man. And she's able to save Gita, get out of there with the help of her dad. Yeah. Uh, oh, and we forgot about the coyote. So when they first get to the helicopter on the oh. roof... The coyote then pulls out the head of the bride to distract Zeus and tells Scott to get out of there. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny to watch because it's one of those things where, like, you hold a hostage, like, with a gun uh-huh. head, like, I'll kill him. Yeah. But she's doing it with literally a head with no Just body. Just a head. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to watch. Normally, you're like, okay, whatever. But the guy, and then the, the uh, alpha zombie takes, what is it, like a big-ass pole spear? A re- rebar, yeah. Literally pins her ass to a wall. And I think he turns her there. I think he makes her the new bride. And that's what I was thinking Gita? too. No, the but, the, the coyote. Hey, that's oh. all moot. Doesn't. But it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because the whole time is they have to get out there within twenty four hours because they're going to hit Las Vegas with a tactical nuke. Yeah. So but while the, they're in the the lobby of the ca- casino, they're watching the news because they've restored the power. He's like, and the president has decided to move up the uh, the the nuke launch by twenty four hours. Yeah. So now they have like one hour hour to get out. And so 
Yeah, they 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 end up getting out. They go to go get Gita against a press for time, and he looks to Marianne, who's the only one alive at the point at that point, and says, "Don't screw me over. Don't leave me." Oh, we forgot to talk about how Martin gets mauled by the tiger, oh, and that is yeah. absolutely great. Martin does get brutally mauled by Valentine, one of Siegfried and, Siegfried and Roy's zombie tigers. Yeah, great uh, scene. it's brutal. It's disgusting, and it's one of the best kills of the entire movie. Yes, it is. Watching him get mauled by a tiger is kind of cool. And it was funny because it was like a cat playing with his food because he literally just didn't go bite him. No. He just started. He broke like every bone in his body. You see bones yeah. just protruding out of him. Yeah. He great. also cut both both major carotid arteries on yeah. his neck. Great. And then just bites his head off. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it was awesome. That was a really, really good scene. It was. But then, you know, at the end, he gets his daughter. They're getting out, and he has this final struggle with Zeus on the helicopter. And you see and him. Go ahead. Another timeout. Can we please stop doing that thing whenever we're in a car, there's a gunfight or whatever, and they always shoot the fucking driver? Can we all come up with something original? That's, something different? Well, it didn't kill her. That's, I know, but still, it's the same. Like I said, every cliche from almost every movie ever. He's trying to shoot Zeus and clearly misses and and, and gets uh, Tig in the shoulder or Marianne, the pilot. Yeah. And that eventually uh, tussle leads to Zeus biting Dave Batista's character, Scott Ward, right on the shoulder. Yep. The spot that you know they're dead. Anything that's not an arm or a leg, you know they're going to get killed. So uh, you're kind of like, oh, we thought Batista was going to make it. Nope. And so then so he doesn't make it. No, there's a touching moment at the end between him and his daughter where he does have just a little bit of cash that he gives to her to go on and start living her life. But then he promptly turns into a zombie yeah. and gets shot in the head by his own daughter. Okay. Now, see, that's the other thing I want to talk about. The end with... All right, since we're there, pretty much after this happens, uh, what's his, uh, Van House or? Vandero. Vandero. He ends up coming up out of the uh, out of the ground, which let's not talk about the fact that it was just hit with a tactical nuke and, and there'd be fallout and, and all over the place. For sure. Yeah. Radiation would be ridiculous. And he'd be dead. Yeah. But somehow he gets out and he goes to go buy a jet, of all things, runs a jet. Which makes no With sense. With the only one who saved all the money from down well, in the vault. Because he was locked in the vault. Yeah. So he had all the money. Yeah. <laughs> then he's on the, the the jet, and then he makes a toast, and then he goes to the bathroom. And, of course, he was bit. He's Because he struggles with uh, Zeus. Yeah. So, and they show that Zeus is getting ready to bite him, but that's when Dieter has his moment of saving his friend's life. Yeah. And you think he's fine. But he was bit. Yeah. He was bitten... Hours I was going to say, ago. how long ago was this? Because so everybody that you show bitten by a, an alpha, specifically, specifically Zeus, turns in seconds. 30 seconds tops. Now, this was like a little scratch. The teeth hit the skin, but the teeth broke skin. Doesn't matter. Exactly. In that movie, if you're bit by Zeus, you're done. Done. Quickly. So how does he make it to Same with point? Dave Batista. Now, Dave's bite was a shit ton worse. Yeah. But he turns quick. Yeah. But Vanderoe's on the plane. Headed to Mexico. Yeah. Just chilling, drinking with the flight attendants. The stewardess, you know? yeah, yeah. And so there's there's where the you find the end of the movie is that he is a basically a, an alpha zombie getting ready to go to Mexico. Yeah. Which so, I hope he doesn't make a sequel. Into, well, 
It sounds like he might if he's taking it to a whole other country. Don't, because it wasn't the first one wasn't good. I disagree. I, I thought it was for what it for what it is, for what this movie was meant to be. I think it nailed it. I think it was. There's a lot of stupid parts, a lot of ridiculous parts, but we're also talking about zombies being given to us by aliens and attacking Las Vegas. Now, see, if they may have really portrayed that and kind of gone into it a little more, I might be more on board. Mm. But for a two and a half hour movie, that was just every cliche before zombie movie before. I don't need it. I didn't need two and a half hours of that, and it. I don't need it again. Mm. Unless you're going to finally explain that. Because this guy comes out originally, he kind of looked almost like the Hulk when he first showed up. He yeah, he was huge. Looking, and I'm like, oh, shit, okay, this is interesting. And the way he moved and just dropped, like... That was another thing, that one of my complaints about the movie. Like- so the way this movie shows you is, like, you're able to dodge bullets just by doing a little bobbing and weaving. No. He and runs at a man with a fully automatic weapon pointed right at him, and he's unable to hit but him in the head. did he get hit in the head? I thought he got hit a few times, and he just kind of bounced off. Mm-mm. Oh, he did in the movie because he's wearing a helmet. In the first part? No. See, in the first part, I could have swore he got shot a few times and he was just eating the bullets. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is a new this is a new turn. Like, this guy can eat bullets? How are you going to kill him? Not to mention he heals. Yeah, like, so, and see, that, like, I would have liked more explanation of the zombie and what it is and how it came about. You would have done that for me. Maybe I care a little more mm. and I understand a little more. For right now, for this, no. I thought it was an interesting new take because we haven't had that kind of stuff in a while. Uh, I would have liked to have seen uh, a little less walking, a little less meandering, and a little bit more character development. Again, I know it's a zombie movie. See, why develop the characters when you literally kill all of them? You know uh, that was going to happen. Because then you care when they die. Do you, though? Yeah. I, I'm one of those guys like, hey, man. The only one I cared when he died was, was uh, or when she died was the coyote. She's See, the only I one I was like, ah, oh, damn, I really didn't want her to die. I didn't really feel like that. I, I was a little more upset probably when Batista died because he's the main character. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, but I can see it coming because he's going to come full circle now. Now you have to kill your dad, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And quit being a bitch about it and just pull the fucking trigger. Like, that part killed me. Like, she's just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, her dad just died. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Really? Right? I mean, it, it, I get it. You know it. what I get you it. have to do in that situation? It's not about them well, being that's, your parents. The thing anymore. I didn't like is how she was kind of shocked. Like, you, she yeah, knew he was dying. Bit. And, and was she happening. knew what was going on. And he's like, like falling asleep. She's like, Dad? Dad? And then he starts shaking. You know what's happening here. And you hear the, yeah, just pull the trigger. Put, yeah. down. Put him down. I would have been like, I love you so much, Dad, with my arm extended gun barrel to the, to the forehead. Yep. I'm so sorry this is about to happen. And I love you. Hey, hey, hey. You awake? Nah, yeah. fuck it. Boom. Exactly. But anyway, uh, so there are some sequels already planned for this. One of them being Army of the Dead, too. Probably following what happens in Mexico if Zack Snyder gets the green light to do that. Or if Netflix green lights it, so to speak. The other one is Army of Thieves, which is a prequel that will focus on Dieter doing heists during the peak of the zombie outbreak. Which is interesting because he didn't know how to kill zombies, so I don't really know. How that works, yeah. Yeah. And if... That was all encased inside of Las Vegas. I mean, is that like how does that even work? Yeah, how was that even a thing? I don't know. But what I do know is the one that I am interested in is Army of the Dead Las Vegas, which is an animated prequel series that will actually reprise a lot of the roles of Maria, of Batista, of all them. But the lead character who is not listed but will be in that is Joe Manganiello. Nice. Yeah, so he's going to be the main character of that anime series, 
which I am very much interested interested in seeing. Yeah, I see I like the Punisher him. getting down. I'm yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, he's not the Punisher. That's John Bernthal. Oh, Bernthal, my bad. But um, that's um, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah. 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 He's also was in uh, what's the vampire show? The one uh, with Bill. And, oh, True Blood. Yeah, True, True Blood. Blood. He was in True Blood. He was a vamp or a werewolf there. Yeah. He also runs his own D and D. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's something I'm interested in. I don't know. That was the movie. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it did enough to keep me entertained. See, for me, it was I was just watching it because of the podcast. I would have turned it's it not, off. It's not one that I'm clamoring to watch again, like Dawn of the Dead. That's actually a really, really bad. See, I didn't movie, know that but, he made Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, because I actually like that movie. I was I actually was telling my wife. I was like, yeah, there's like Dawn of the Dead, and what's the other zombie movie that I actually like? And I can't even remember. it. Twenty eight days later. Yep. As a matter of fact, 28 days later, and I was like, I heard I had to see uh, Train to Busan. Train to Busan, yeah, yeah. that's a killer one. Now, like, those are like the yeah. only good zombie movies that there really are. And then I didn't know Zack Snyder did Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, man. I, I think he's going to continue that universe, and I'm interested to see it change to more than just, you know, you know, the slow ones biting people and, and them not being able to get away. That never ceases to yeah. get old to me. I want them to get smart. I actually like the Resident Evil just because they're entertaining. Yeah. And I like the video game. So it's kind of cool to see a big guy walking around tyrant in them, you know? Yeah. But this movie gets a four out of ten for me. Four out of wow. ten, yeah. Well, you're hypercritical anyway. Yeah, I am. I'll give it a I'll give it a six out of twelve. Very generous. <laughs> I'll give your guys' review a six out of twelve. Wow. That's dogging us. <laughs> no. I guess we didn't sell no, no, this movie I mean, that well. After, yeah. Okay, six out of ten. Six out of six point five. Wow. Call it the great you, you, junk rat. You guys can keep the point five. Eh, give it a three. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's gonna do it for us. Have a great week. Have a great Memorial Day. Enjoy time with your families if you have the opportunity. We will see you next week. We're out. Bye. If you got two and a half hours that you want to just throw away, watch Army of the Dead. Starring Dave Batista. And a bunch of other people, apparently. Directed by Zack Snyder. I'm doing the outro in slow mode. Nobody. No, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs>